In this episode, we bid farewell to Burt Bacharach, I tell you about stuff that I've been watching recently, and I give you an update on my search for vests. I'm your host, Eric Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hey there, Checkmates, it's your old Uncle Derek coming to you from another unseasonably warm day in St. Louis, Missouri. Got well into the 60s today in uh, in the middle of February in St. Louis. That's not okay. That's, that's pretty bad news. It looks like it's going to cool down maybe a little bit heading into the weekend, but it's been uh, nice weather here in February. That should concern all of us. And yet, it doesn't. Most people are just kind of going out and having fun. Uh, hope you're doing okay, wherever you are. I know so many of you only turn into this show, or only tune in, I guess, should I should say, to this show for the weekly w- weather report. Or the weekly weather summary, I guess. It's not really a report. I'm not, I'm not forecasting anything. I'm just telling you what the day is like. Uh, big part of the show. Favorite... Favorite part of the show for some people. Uh, I have no evidence of that. None at all. But I, I just, I, I, I believe it. Hope you're doing okay wherever you are. I'm doing okay-ish, I guess. I uh, had kind of a rough day today, and I've got a lot of stress going on right now. Um, part of my rough day today is uh, happened because the Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, as I'm recording this on Monday, the 13th of February. So, uh, and yes, I pronounced both R's in February, because there are two fucking R's in it. Um, but yeah, yesterday was the Super Bowl, as you may or may not know. Uh, it was basically like the Super Bowl of, uh, football fans, is, uh, kind of what it was. Uh, that was a bad joke. That's all I got right now. Sorry, been a long week. It's Monday, and it's been a long week. Um... Yeah, I uh, I don't uh, I don't pay that much attention to sports, as I think most of you know. I, I don't don't really care for football. I don't understand a lot of football. I mean, ultimately, I know that you try to move it down to the other end of the field, and some things are worth more points than others for some reason, and uh, uh, you just are trying to win. And like, I I get the basics like to that point like you're trying to go from your end of the field to the other end of the field and score a touchdown um i don't know what like a third and 14 is uh downs i assume are how many times the guy has been knocked down that's my guess uh don't know what a safety is uh a tight end is a phrase that makes me giggle a little bit to myself when i hear it i'm smirking right now maybe you can maybe you can hear that in my voice the smirk uh, don't, uh, don't really, don't really understand football, which, like, I, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of any sport, you know, I grew up being a musician, I jokingly say to people I grew up playing bases, not running them, uh, but, like, baseball I at least understand, I mean, there's some stuff about it that, like, I am 
unfamiliar with, but I'm sure if I watched it more, I could, you know, I could come up to speed pretty well. Uh, I have less against baseball than I do against football, I think. I think I could be more easily talked into uh, becoming a fan-ish of baseball, just if it was important to someone in my life that I be one. I think I could end up going to games and enjoying them. Uh, although the thing that bothers me about baseball is kind of the opposite thing that, bu- that bugs me about football. Football, it bothers me, and most sports, it bothers me that they have a clock that keeps stopping and doesn't matter. Uh, not the case in soccer. I actually appreciate that about soccer. The clock winds down. You get some added time at the end, but it's never more than five minutes. Uh, but yeah, any game that stops its clock, the clock seems pointless to me. Uh, but on the other hand, baseball has absolutely no clock and can go forever and sometimes does. And, uh, that bugs me about baseball. It's actually maybe the main thing that bugs me about baseball. That and and it's outside. I just don't want to be outside, you know? What the hell was I? Oh, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, yeah, I went to a Super Bowl party. And, uh, it was fine. I mean, the party was okay. Uh, Good food there. I I left the, the the event, I left the gathering at halftime and came home and I went ahead and put on the game in the background because it seemed futile not to. Uh, but yeah, just I, I left at halftime. I spent most of the first half with my back literally to the television, just kind of screwing around on my phone. Uh, but went to spend time with you know some of my family and went time to and went to uh, 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 eat good food. Good uh, peel and eat shrimp. Good shrimp scampi there that I ate quite a bit of. Uh, there was stuff in crockpots that I enjoyed, meatballs and what have you. Uh, the thing there that I ate that is part of the reason I feel so bad today, um, (laughs) was one of the most delicious things I've ever eaten, and I just ate way too much of it, and it stuck with me, and by the time I went to bed, I, 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 I had the meat sweats, you know, the meat sweats, when you have way too much meat, and it makes you, you just, you're just sweating out meat. I had the meat sweats, uh, from eating... A couple of things that, uh, well, a couple of the same thing. What it was, was, you know the concept of stuffed jalapenos. You know, it's just a jalapeno with cream cheese and it's deep fried. Uh, that's not quite what it was. We had the jalapeno with cream cheese, no deep frying. Jalapeno with cream cheese, wrapped in duck breast, wrapped in bacon. It was incredible. And I ate, uh, a lot of that, and... It was the most delicious thing that I think I've ever had. It gave me the meat sweats, and I woke up today feeling miserable. (laughs) And it took until about noon or so for me to go, all right, I feel kind of normal again. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not dying from the meat sweats, I don't think. I think I'm going to be okay here. Uh, But yeah, just kind of, it, that, that, that almost killed me, just from my eyes being bigger than my stomach. And uh, I crammed a lot of stuff into my stomach last night, man. I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight again. I've put on a little bit more than I meant to. I mean, you never mean to put any on, but I put on more than... uh, Like, when I realized I was putting it on, I didn't correct early enough to, you know, make it easy to take it off. You know? So now I've got to, like, focus and actually try to scale back and whatnot. Uh, That went out the window yesterday at the Super Bowl. In fact, at one point, I think I actually felt myself get fatter. Like, it was one of those situations. And, yeah, it was a rough night's sleep, and it's been a rough day today, kind of as a result of that. Wasn't even drinking. 
wasn't even drinking, but I, I woke up feeling worse than hungover because of a delicious thing with duck and cream cheese and jalapeno and bacon. It was incredible. It really was incredible. Like, I want to learn how to make that. I don't know how you figure out that you can make that, and I don't know how exactly they made it. I, I might bake it, but that seems... It didn't seem like it was baked. It seemed like it was probably grilled. I, th I, I think I know who I could ask about that. I'm unlikely to do so, because if I ever... If I ever find out how to make that, it's going to be the only thing that I eat. And then it's going to kill me. Like, that's just going to clog my arteries and I'm going to die. But uh, coming out of that, it's it's uh, salads this week. We're eating salads. Uh, probably a couple of baked potatoes, you know, with nothing on them. That kind of thing. Going back kind of, kind of to the Whole Foods diet. Not like the store Whole Foods, but the concept of Whole Foods. Uh, going back to kind of the whole plant diet for a little bit here, trying to knock off a little bit of the weight that we've put on over the past year or so. Which I put on weight the stupidest way possible. I put on weight, like most people, the pandemic started and they, oh, I'm home all the time and I'm just eating, 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 I'm getting fat. And uh, I had the opposite. I was home for quite some time and I maintained a healthy weight for like the whole the whole of the pandemic. And then I started going back into my office a little bit and started eating, eating like crap and getting fast food and there were food events at the office and I've just been eating shit for the past year or so and uh, I can tell and I've put on weight. Not, uh, not a shocking amount of weight, but enough that I, I know and I can see it and I can feel it and I haven't had to change jean uh, sizes yet. I haven't gone up in, in, in size in my jeans. That's, that's good. So, you know, that's that's still salvageable. I'm just trying to salvage it. Because I, uh... It's okay if you wake up feeling the meat sweats once a year. Which, like, that's always going to happen to me at the Super Bowl, I think. Or similar events. Uh, you don't want to get the meat sweats as often as I've gotten them over the past year. So, trying to correct that. Uh, if you're in my personal life, maybe hold me accountable to that. Need to Need to get right on... Need to get back on the right track. Um, to that, to that end, uh, speaking of not going up a size and stuff, uh, to give you an update on, on shit that I've been talking about for a while, I bought vests. Been a couple of episodes talking about wanting vests. I, I, I paused there to give you time to react. It's like, whoa, you know, I, I imagine somebody just started screaming at their listening device when I said I bought vests. They're like, yeah, you know. Even though I said it in the uh, at the top of the show, I think, in the intro, but whatever. Uh, I'd like to think that you're enthusiastic about my purchase of vests. Um, I'm realizing now on an audio podcast, it's difficult to make a big deal out of that because you kind of need to see it. But uh, I've, I've got uh, four different vests. A couple of them are cheap and a couple of them are really nice. Uh, you know what? I'll put some pictures maybe on the blog. This actually gives me a good excuse to promote the uh, the websites related to the show. If you want to see pictures of my vests... <laughs> oh, Jesus. If you want to see pictures of my of my vests, and uh, if you want to see other stuff related to the show, there's photos of stuff that I talk about on the show. Uh, there's additional write-ups and stuff that happen from time to time. Uh, the show has a companion blog... A, a, a companion blog... A companion blog... Can't talk tonight, folks. Sorry. 
Companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. It's available on all of the apps, including the one you're listening to it on now. If it's not on the one that you want it to be on, let me know and I will get it there. It probably was there and somebody changed a rule and didn't tell me. If you want to know more about me go on, and my music career, go on over to derekbrink.com. Plenty of stuff to look at there. If you like the music that you hear throughout the show please check out derekbrink.bandcamp.com. It's all available for absolutely free. All you do is enter zero as your purchase price, and you can take it. I don't collect your email address. I won't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. You can also pay if you want to, but that's your call. Please take it for free if you want to. Uh, If you want to email me, talk about the stuff I talk about on the show, suggest topics, etc., 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 the email address is db, those are my initials, db at derekbrink.com. I answer everybody who isn't mean in their email. So yeah, I bought vests, and uh, <laughs> you can see pictures of those. Uh, one of them's kind of a, uh, just sort of a canvasy type black that uh, uh, is sort of like a fishing vest, but it's not a fishing vest. It's got like, it's got pockets in the way that a fishing vest might but it, uh, it doesn't suggest fishing vest, because fishing vest, you've got a very specific, like, whatever you've got in your mind when I say fishing vest is exactly the same thing I have in my mind, and we're both wrong. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's meant to kind of echo that, but be a little bit more, you know, fashionable and a little less limited to just fishing. Uh, but it's it's kind of, that, that one's kind of cheap and has... One of the most insane inside, like, labels that I've ever seen. I bought it off Amazon, so it was, you know, cheap and, like, knockoff, and the label on the inside is in something not completely dissimilar to English, but clearly they, like, ran it through an auto-translate machine from whatever language it started in, and whatever they wanted to say, it didn't come out. Uh, and, and I love when that happens. Not because I want to make fun of anybody's, you know, given culture, but because, like, that's that's not even somebody trying to learn and use English. That's somebody who's just marketing <laughs> to English-speaking people, and, like, they clearly have no understanding of the language. They just dumped it into Google Translate and went with it. Like, that's hilarious, you know? And it's it's amazing. I'll put a picture of that on the blog, uh, too. But, uh, yeah, the, got kind of a black canvasy one. Um... Got uh, got a, a denim one, uh, just you know, dark uh, dark denim, uh, a little bit darker even than I was hoping. It almost looks black, but uh, it's it I I like it. It's denim. It it'll work with my whole vibe. Uh, got a brown leather one, kind of cowboyish, but you know, still fashionable. That one's expensive, and I got a uh, black on black paisley one. Because I like Paisley, and I like Black on Black like that. And uh, that one was also a little bit more pricey. Uh, those two I got from uh, Cavenders, or Cavenders, however you pronounce that. The others I ordered off of uh, Amazon. So I've got some vests. And I've got pre-existing vests, but they're like vests that go with suits or sport coats. You know, it's a little bit of a different thing. Really, the Black on Black Paisley probably goes with a sport coat better than just over a t-shirt or something. But whatever, I'll, I'll wear it I like. Uh, so yeah, I got vests. Don't know how soon you'll see them on me out in the wild. Still kind of wintry for a while. Well, actually, no, it's not. Not in St. Louis. Maybe I'll start wearing one tomorrow. But, uh, yeah. You may or may not see them in the immediate future, if you know me personally. But you'll you'll see them. They'll work their way into my regular rotation. Uh, just depends. 
Depends on when I feel brave enough to wear them, you know? Because you make any kind of wardrobe change and you just feel like, oh, somebody's going to call this out and make a thing of it. I don't really want to make a thing of it. I just want to wear vests. I'm just uncomfortable with my body because I've been eating shit for the past year. And I want to dress in layers, but it, it gets hot in an overshirt. Vest is a little bit more, you know, cool. No sleeves on it. You can work with that. I bought vests. Uh, we uh, have a little bit more of a show to do after I stop talking about vests and the Super Bowl or the Superb Owl, as many people call it, the Superb Owl. Uh, I've always liked that. I think it's funny. Uh, but yeah, got got vests happening. Got uh, the Super Bowl. Talked about that already. Got a lot of other stuff. Uh, I mentioned that I'm stressed out, but maybe we won't get into that right now. Uh, we, we got some stuff to talk about. Not a lot. This might be a short one. But it seems like every time I say it's going to be a short one, it ends up being like an hour and a half, so don't go by me. I'll tell you this, McGuire and uh, Jonko are sleeping on just the other side of the laptop that I'm recording this on right now. They're sweet boys. They are just curled up listening to Dad do his podcast. Let me see if I can, uh, see if I can get a picture of them that I can put on the blog. Uh... There's some of my mail. I will need to remember to crop out the address. There. Got a picture of my boys. That'll go on the blog, too. They're the best boys. Two sweet boys. You boys are the best. I know you sleeping, but you can hear me call you the best. You're the best boys. No other boys are the best boys. You're the best boys. Alright, let's, let's play some music. wish you harm, but I'm really not sure. You've got a lot of things you should account for, but you could probably say the same to me. Thank you for asking, I've been doing just fine, but let's not pretend that there's been well, check mateys. Check mateys? <laughs> Sorry, I'm very tired. I, I turned into a pirate there for a second. Arr, check mateys. Uh... That I, I promise not to keep doing that to you. Uh, checkmates, um, <laughs> this show, someone please just start producing this thing. Like, like just take, take the production and the editing out of my hands. Just, just edit me. Just get the, get the show on the rails occasionally. Somebody just volunteer your time for that. Um, what the hell was it gonna, oh, uh, we've... We've got to do some sad business that, uh, uh, that everything I just said does not lead into this very well, but, uh, someone, a celebrity passed away this last week that I, uh, respect quite a bit, and I, I just feel like we need to talk about that a little bit, or I, I guess I, I need to talk about that a little bit. Uh, this past week, the world lost, uh, Burke Bacharach, and, uh, I like Burke Bacharach a lot. He's... Just sort of the personification of what I think of when I think of the word dignified. Uh, as a songwriter, he has definitely written something that you know. Um, he's maybe one of America's most important songwriter of the last 50 years. Uh, that 
probably isn't too bro too big of a statement. He he wrote a lot of stuff that you're again you've definitely heard some of what he, what he's written. Um, not a whole lot of hits under his own name. A lot of what he wrote became hits for somebody else, but he certainly had an extensive recording career of his own. Uh, songwriter, uh, pianist, uh, and just generally kind of kind of groovy guy. Uh, like he wrote a lot of really kind of groovy sounding songs, a lot of kind of uh they're sort of jazz, but they're sort of not jazz and uh, contemporary pop a little bit and um I, I don't know, maybe the best thing I can do is is just start naming songs. Uh I say a little prayer made famous by Aretha Franklin. That was one of his. Uh Walk on By made famous by uh, Dionne Warwick, another one of his. Uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. I think probably the most famous version of that is his own. Uh, but that's that's a song that pops up all over the place. I mean, they sang that song on The Simpsons once to end the episode. Uh, uh, that's What Friends Are For. You've heard That's What Friends Are For. Rod Stewart uh, had a pretty big hit with that, but uh, a number of people have done that song. Like I, I sang that song in choir in high school. That's What Friends Are For. Uh... The Carpenters, they long to be close to you. That was one of his. I like the Carpenters a lot, by the way. I don't, I, I don't know if people know that. <laughs> I'm a big Carpenters fan. Karen Carpenter, fantastic, uh, and also her brother was uh, present. Uh, but I, I, big place in my heart for the Carpenters, and they long to be close to you. Probably the best known Carpenters song, or if not, it's up there. Burt Bacharach wrote that. Uh, what the world needs now is love. I think, again, probably the most famous version of that is his own. Um, the Look of Love, made famous, probably most famous by Dusty Springfield, but a couple of people have done it. Did the title song from The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Did uh, the uh, Arthur's theme from Arthur. Did a number of movie songs like that. Uh, one of the songs of his that showed up in a movie that probably started my whole love affair with Burke Bacharach which, would, which inevitably would have happened anyway, is a song called uh, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, a.k.a. What Do You Get When You Fall in Love. Uh, that showed up in the most unlikely of places. It showed up in uh, Austin Powers 2. Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Uh, just out of nowhere, Mike Myers introduces Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello, and they sing I'll Never Fall in Love Again for a little while. And I, I just I fell in love with that song. I, I, what was that movie? Like, very early 2000s, I think. I think maybe that was like, because the first Austin, Austin Powers, I have to do the math on this in my head. Sorry about this. Uh, the first Austin Powers I know came out when I was in high school because I have very specific memories of everybody quoting it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Austin Powers 2 would have been... Was I still in high school? I, I know I wasn't for the third one. Oh, crap. Let me get the phone. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Austin... No, Austin... Austin... Powers... Film series. Let's see what this says. Spy Who Shagged Me was 1999, so I was just out of high school. I graduated in 98. Sorry you had to come with me on that ride. I'm not gonna edit it out. Uh, oh yeah, that came out in 1999, so I was I was 19 years old, 
Wow, Goldmember came out in 2002. That movie is over 20 years old. The third Austin Powers, the last time any of us thought about Mike Myers, uh, came out in 2002. Sorry, Mike Myers, but I, I think in your heart you know this is true. Uh, yeah, so in 1999, I'm 19 years old, and uh, you know, that song is on the soundtrack for Austin Powers 2. Other songs on the soundtrack that people were buying the soundtrack for was uh, Madonna's Beautiful Stranger, was Lenny Kravitz's uh, take on uh, American Woman, and uh, S- Scary Spice did a version of Word Up that uh, <laughs> I think people were interested in at the time. Uh, like, that's the stuff people were buying the soundtrack for, except me. I was the 19-year-old that went, oh, I'd, I'd really like to have a copy of that Burt Bacharach song uh, that he did with Elvis Costello of whom I was also aware at the time, already an Elvis Costello fan at that point. Not usually the case of a 19-year-old in the 90s, but I uh, I loved Elvis Costello, and because of Mike Myers, I fell in love with Burt Bacharach. Uh, I am, as I'm talking to you, reaching over and picking up... Reaching over? Okay. And picking up the CD copy of the Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack that I bought for the Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello song. That's on it. Uh, that made me dig deeper into their partnership together. Incidentally, later this year, there's a Songs of Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello release coming out from Elvis Costello that is sadly very well-timed. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But um, they, uh, Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach did an album together called Painted from Memory that is a wonderful album that I put on a lot. I, I just, that's... That album helps me relax and just makes me feel, you know, feel better, kind of, and feel, you know, just mellows me out and whatnot. Uh, The highlight track from that is probably the song God Give Me Strength, which Costello kept in his live set for a very long time, and uh, probably still does. I haven't seen him live in several years, but uh, just beautiful songs that were written by those two guys together. Burt Bacharach did a lot of partnership writing like that, but uh, that's that's probably that's probably my favorite iteration of Burt, Burt Bacharach and uh, the partnerships that he maintained. He had a good relationship with Elvis Costello, and they they made some really beautiful songs together. And um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I would have eventually gotten there because I love Elvis Costello, and I have everything Elvis Costello's ever released. Uh, or at least pretty near. I know I have all the studio albums anyway. There's some, you know, there's always some live album or some oddity that you don't have, but you know, the studio stuff, I've got all of it. Uh, so I might have gotten there eventually. I might have I might have eventually fallen in love with that anyway. But what did it was the Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. I was a weird teenager. I'm a weird old man, too, so it, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll never fall in love again. That's That started my, my love affair with Burt Bacharach. Which, again, probably would have gotten there. I, I just read some of his resume a couple months ago. I just quoted a bunch of songs, that some of which I already knew when I was that age. Like I said, I sang, I sang uh, That's What Friends Are For in choir. You know? He just wrote great songs that became part of American music and part of, like, if you're... If you're a fan of American music, you know a couple of Burt Bacharach songs. I mean, and I just touched on the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole lot more there. Uh, Google him. 
Look into them. Just, you know, dig deep. And, I mean, don't even dig that deep. Just Google Burt Bacharach songs. You spell Bacharach, B-A-C-H-A-R-A-C-H. Google it. Google Burt Bacharach songs. Look at the list and go, oh, yeah, I know that one. Oh, I know that one, too. Oh, I know this one, too. Wow, this guy wrote a lot of songs that I know. He did. You know a ton of songs that he wrote. It's a very sad loss for American music that we lost Burt Bacharach. He was wonderful. He was dignified. He was elegant. The songs that he wrote were dignified and elegant and sexy as hell. And uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to miss him. You know? But I'm, I'm very grateful for what he left behind. I'm very grateful that since 1999... I've been putting on his music and just sitting there at peace. I've been able to just sit there at peace because of the wonderful sounds that he put together into songs. And I don't think there's anything that's a better tribute than that. The sounds that he made brought me peace. Thanks a lot, Burt Bacharach. We'll, uh, we'll keep listening, because we're bound to keep hearing you. You're never going to die. I look forward to hearing from you again soon. Haven't I been here before? Isn't this the part where I see a light in the tunnel And I think it's a new start Let's, let's talk real quick about some of the stuff that I'm watching. Get, uh, get out of the kind of doldrums from having talked about someone passing away, and let's, let's talk about the stuff that's, that I'm watching and enjoying that's making me happy and, and, and whatnot. Uh, just a couple of things. Not a lot to say about either of them, but uh, I mean, I guess I'll just start with I've been rewatching Frasier again. Uh, I love Frasier. There are episodes of this show where I talk a lot about Frasier. There's, uh, I think, one of the episodes is uh, uh, I love Kelsey Grammer and so can you. I believe is in uh, the archives somewhere, in which I just talk a lot about the. Sad life story of Kelsey Grammer. Uh, but I look, I, I love Frasier. Uh, it just one of those shows that's just sort of my happy place. One of those shows that, like, I think, I think half of the reason that my house is in the color palette that it's in is because I love Frasier. Uh, a lot of browns, a lot of earth tones. Uh, I love Frasier, and it's uh, turned into my whole home. So that's just how it is, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I, look, I, I'm on record. I'm on record all over the place of my love of Frasier. We're talking about Frasier, uh, t-shirts that say Frasier on them, uh, one of which is hilarious because it looks like a classic heavy metal band shirt, but it's a shirt for Frasier. Uh, I'm gonna jot down that I should put the Frasier shirt on the blog, uh, over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. Just to show off my love of Frasier, uh, I'm I'm partway through season one. 
I'm just watching it occasionally when I don't have anything else to watch. It's just, it's comfort food for me, and, uh, I don't know, I've needed that a little bit lately, so I've been watching Frasier. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Been watching Frasier. The other thing that I've been watching is an animated show that's on Prime. So if you don't have Prime, uh, tough, I guess. Uh, I understand, by the way, any of you out there who don't have Prime, uh, or don't have this service or that service or whatever, I understand how frustrating it is when someone talks to you about a show that is on a streaming service that you don't have, and they're like, oh, you gotta see this, it's on, you know, it's on Blip Blorp, and, like, it's, the, it's, like, you should get Blip Blorp if you don't have it, just to watch this show, and then, like, you know, you can cancel your subscription once you're done watching the show. Okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna probably end up wanting to watch something else on Blip Blorp, or I'm gonna want to rewatch the thing that's exclusive to Blip Blorp by the end, of, before the end of my like, or after the end of my subscription. But I'm still gonna want to see it again, and there's gonna be another season of it exclusively on Blip Blorp. So I'm gonna have to keep Blip Blorp, and uh, that sucks. And I'm sorry, everybody, that there are so many streaming services out there. It's crap. Uh, you've got to pay for this service to watch one thing, that service to watch another thing. Uh, you're, if you are only doing streaming TV, you've also got to pay for a streaming TV service so that you can get your local stations and whatever else. Uh, and like your, your Monday night wrestling and that kind of stuff. You've got to get another service for that. And it, 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 it sucks. You end up paying about as much as you pay for cable. You may as well just have cable. It's stupid. Actually, I pay a little bit less than I do for cable, but whatever. It's You just end up with all of these streaming apps, and none of them, like, they're not consolidated onto one bill, so it's all coming out of your account at different times. It's impossible to budget for it. It sucks. What we've done to entertainment in general sucks. Streaming platforms suck. And I understand if you don't have one, you don't want another damn one. One of these days, cable is going to take out TV ads of, like, wouldn't it be nice to know when your bill is due, to know that you've got everything under one bill, under one service? Wouldn't it be nice to come back to cable? That's got to be in the Spectrum people's crosshairs for a marketing thing to do. Aren't you tired of paying multiple bills to multiple companies that you forget you're even subscribed to? Come back to cable. That, that, that's coming. If it hasn't happened already, that commercial is coming in your lifetime, probably within, I'm going to say, the next year. That's going to be a TV ad for several different cable stations, or cable companies, I guess I should say. I guarantee it. And they're going to be right. And I hate Spectrum. I got Spectrum out of my life because they suck. But at least it was convenient to have everything under one thing. And you know, you've got the DVR, so you're not messing stuff and... I don't know. I hate what streaming media has become, uh, but I still like some of the things that are exclusive to it, which, by the way, streaming media uh, people, uh, it also sucks that you can just take stuff down at will, and then we just don't have it anymore. So start putting out fucking Blu-rays, please, of the shit that you're making that's exclu exclusive to your bullshit app. Anyway, on uh, Prime, I've been watching uh, the animated show Vox uh, Machina, which uh, you may or may not be familiar with if, if you're not a fan of, like, the specific thing that led to it. 
this is going to, for some of you, the description of how, of what led to the show is going to be a turnoff, but the show isn't like this. Uh, Vox Machina is the product of the people who do Critical Role, which is a bunch of voice actors who get together and do a Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons game, and they film it, and they kind of put it out there on the internet. Like, I think they hit Twitch first, and then it uh, hits YouTube eventually, and uh, they, you know, they just, they just film themselves playing D&D and have a good time and do, you know, years-long campaigns, and, and, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun if you're into that kind of thing, and it's actually a lot of fun if you're not into that kind of thing, because I don't play D&D, but I watch that show, uh, and their episodes tend to be about three hours at a time, so it is a big time commitment and it's hard to just jump in, but nevertheless, it's still... Really entertaining and really fun if you're of that, you know, type of mentality. So they do that. And if you like D&D, if you hate D&D, you don't have to know a thing about D&D to get into Vox Machina. That's just sort of the framing of it. That's just sort of the background. Because what they did is they took the first campaign that they did as a show, the the Critical Role people, and they they took sort of the highlights from that and made an animated show out of it called Vox Machina. Vox Machina, incidentally, is, uh, what would that be, Latin, I guess, for voice machine? Machina is machine, Vox is voice. Uh, so, kind of a play on words, that they're, you know, they're all voice actors, and you get it. Uh, but it's, it's, if you don't like D&D, you don't have to know a thing about D&D to watch the show. The show has nothing to do with D&D. There are small allusions to it here and there for those who are familiar with it uh one of the characters when he gets you know really angry uh yells i i'd like to rage which is a dnd thing but like beyond that there's really not much dnd reference at all it's just the stories of these it's just a fantasy show of these this sort of hodgepodge of characters that have come together to be a group that are fighting dragons and stuff and it's a lot of fun it's a good old-fashioned fantasy show, but just happened to come out of somebody's D&D game. And it's a lot of fun. And it's funny, and it's, it's, it's for grown-ups. Don't, you know, don't make the mistake. Like, it's for grown-ups. There's profanity, there's a lot of uh, graphic uh, violence. So far, I don't think really in any nudity to be too concerned with. I'm sure you see a butt or two, but, like, nothing, nothing graphic there that I can remember. But uh, uh, we're two seasons in, and I'm deeply in love with all of these characters in a way that I wasn't even with the D&D campaign, but uh, in some cases. But it's, it's, it's a really good, really fun show. You don't, again, the D&D the thing is just explaining where it came from. The show itself has nothing to do with D&D. It's just a fun, kind of silly, animated adventure show, and... I like that kind of thing. That's right down my alley. And maybe you'll like it too. That's it. I've been watching Vox Machina. Probably not pictures of that on the blog, because uh, there's not a physical product for that. I mean, the Critical Role people sell t-shirts and stuff, but uh, I, can't, uh, I can't watch a t-shirt, so that doesn't help me. I need a, need a Blu-ray release of uh, Vox Machina. Prime, and Critical Role. Uh, need a Blu-ray release of uh, several things there, streaming media, but Prime, uh, Vox Machina. Put it on Blu-ray. 
Uh, and Netflix put uh, Knives Out 2 on, on Blu-ray. Uh, and other things as well. Somebody out there, uh, it, it, if tied to the IFC people, uh, I want Marin's uh, TV show on Blu-ray. Or DVD. I don't care. Just something that I can actually watch because uh, I don't want to buy it from Prime and then, like, not have a physical copy. I want a physical copy of the shit I like. Because when you just, when it just disappears from the internet, when you just can't find shit anymore, it's nice to have the DVD and know that you can still watch it. Know that it's still yours. Know that you still have some agency in your own, in, 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 in what entertains you. You can still choose what you watch a little bit. You're not just behold, beholden to some algorithm from some service that you forgot that you're paying for. Because... Fuck, I hate what entertainment has become. Give me a give me a Blu-ray of Vox Machina. It's really good. You should watch Vox Machina if you have Prime. If you don't have Prime, fuck it. Don't sign up for another streaming service. Don't give them the satisfaction. But when you find a way to watch Vox Machina on something else, watch it there. Hopefully there will be a Blu-ray. There fucking should be a Blu-ray. There isn't yet, but there should be. Uh, there should be a Blu-ray of a lot of stuff. So that's what I've been watching on TV. I've been watching Frasier, and I've been watching uh, Vox Machina. That's uh, that's what I've been up to. Other than that, just, you know, YouTube, watching the stuff that I watch, listening to the podcasts that I listen to, you know. Same old, same old. Watching wrestling, that kind of stuff. But uh, that's it. That's what I've been watching. Those two things. And other things. Staring I guess. in the mirror saying you deserve good doesn't sound like the truth even though you know that it should you can't keep breaking knuckles knocking on wood you don't understand why you feel misunderstood and you act out so they'll have no doubt they'd be bad well as my cats continue to sweetly snooze on the counter in front of me these boys are so cute, they're, and they're just, they're just sitting there. They're just sitting there nice and sleepy. Nice and sleepy, boys. My little sleepy boys. My sleepy little boys. Not even looking at me, you're so sleepy. you just sleeping. Sorry, that's what I sound like uh, when I'm talking to my cats. Uh, sorry you had to experience that. That's not gonna, that's not gonna win me any friends. Uh... As I sit here, in the snoozing presence of the sweetest boys in the whole damn world, uh, I, I, we're done with the show. <laughs> it's, it's over. Let's, uh, we're never gonna do another episode. It's just over. Uh, no, kidding. Uh, actually, we're, uh, Dave and I are planning on doing a Fab 15 here pretty soon, and it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a fun one, I think. All the Fab 15s are good ones and fun ones, uh, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I've been... Like, I came up with the idea for it, and I've been, like, planning it for weeks, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the topic is right now, because I, I think we've probably got another episode before that. I'll tell you on the episode before that. Unless it ends up being the next episode, in which case, uh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, we got a Fab 15 we're going to do and stuff, but we're uh, we're out of stuff to talk about in this episode, except for just, you know, the usual stuff, me spiraling into the dementia of whatever's going on in my life. Uh, new album. New album's going to be coming out on March 3rd. 
new Derek Brink album, I should say, going to be coming out on March 3rd, called Third Act Problems. Oh, that's a coincidence, actually, that's coming out on March 3rd, and it's Third Act Problems. I didn't even plan that. It's just sort of how it's happening. Uh, CDs. We're going to have CDs on this one. Haven't had CDs on the last three releases. Uh, four, I guess, really, because I keep forgetting that I did the Rocky Horror soundtrack thing, which is exclusive to DerekBrink.com. It's on the Bandcamp page, so go to DerekBrink.com for that. It's still free, but it's uh, it's just there and not on Bandcamp because of copyright concerns. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, third act problems. Gonna be coming out. Gonna have CD copies. Uh, those will be available, and those those are still free unless you want to pay me for them. Those are actually a little bit easier to get people to pay for because you're looking them right in the face and like, oh, let me give you a couple of bucks for that. All right, cool. You know, <laughs> so that that usually works out okay. If I've got to ship them to you, I'm going to ask that you pay shipping, but it, just because that's extra expense beyond just having the stuff around. Uh, free downloads of it are going to happen too. But yeah, March 3rd, Third Act Problems. Really looking forward to it. Really proud of that album. Uh, it's, it's, it's different for me. It's a little bit more, I mean, it's still talking about some of the same subjects I always talk about. There's still a lot of loss on the album. There's still a lot of frustration on the album, but there's a lot of hope there that hasn't been present on some of my more recent stuff. And there's, uh, some, some joy and some fun that hasn't been present on my more recent stuff. Uh, there's a couple of songs about the cats. Of course there are. Uh, but, you know, you could probably mistake one of them for a love song, at least. And, uh, the other one, I think, is a little bit more transparently about the cats. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a good album. I don't know why I stuttered so much getting into that. It's a good album. I, I think you're gonna like it. I really like it, and I really like making it, and I, I can't wait for you to hear it. Actually, I absolutely can wait for you to hear it. I have to wait for you to hear it because it's not uploaded or finished yet. I don't have the CDs in hand yet. So uh, I am obligated to wait for you to hear it. But uh, once it gets here, I won't be able to wait anymore for you to hear it. So uh, look forward to that. Circle it on your calendar or type it into your phone or tell your ALEXA device to remind you on March 3rd that uh, Third Act Problems by Derek Brink will be available for your ear holes. That's the grossest way I could have said that. Sorry about that, checkmates. Uh, try not to do that to you again, either. Uh, other thing going on in my life. Uh, I've, uh, I've got to get rid of a piano. I've got a piano in my house. It's an upright. Uh, sits against my wall. Uh, perfectly good piano. Works. There's a little bit of cosmetic damage because the prior owner of it, of it uh, did not have... Uh, did not seem to believe in using coasters. So there's a little bit of, you know, like, rings from drinks on the cover to the sort of piano, the sort of keyboard lid. Uh, I, there's probably a word for that, and I don't know it. I gotta get that out of my house and get it out of here relatively soon, because uh, I won't go into a lot of detail here until it's official, but I'm, uh, I'm inheriting a different piano that means a lot more to me than the one that I currently have. And, uh, there's a lot that could still happen with that to kind of, you know, squash the deal. So I, I hope I haven't spoken too soon, but, uh, I, uh, that looks like it's bound to happen. So I've got to get rid of the one that I currently have. If anybody in the St. Louis area is looking for a piano, I don't even want money for it. All I'm asking is that you arrange your own transport to get it out of here. Just come over, take the piano. It is yours. For free, less whatever you pay, whoever you pay to get it out of here. 
uh, you're even if there are problems with it, and I don't think there are. I don't think that there are any stuck keys or anything like that. I'll, I should probably go through it and double check. But even if you've got to fix something, you didn't have to pay for the piano itself. You're just getting it out of here. You're getting a free piano, effectively. It does need to be tuned. I'll tell you, it does need to be tuned. But uh, other than that, been a perfectly good piano. I like it. I like playing it. I'm actually really going to miss it. It's a good size, and the cats look cute when they climb up on it. But uh, the piano that I'm inheriting... I mean, I'm using the word inheriting, so you probably understand that it means more. Even though, actually, the piano that I'm inheriting is in much worse condition than this one, and I'm going to have to pay an arm and a leg to get it here, and I'm going to have to pay an arm and a leg to restore it to proper playing condition. That's okay. I need that piano. But I need my current one out of here. And I need it out of here fairly soon. So if you if you or anyone you know is in the market for a piano in the St. Louis area, contact me, db at derekbrink.com. We will set up something, and you can have a free piano if you can just get it out of here. Okay? Uh, please, no crazies. <laughs> I know uh, you you will be vetted. I would prefer that it go to a friend if possible. But uh, if you're not a friend, you will be vetted. I will make sure it is a safe transaction before you come anywhere near my home. But uh, uh, yeah, I need to get a piano out of my front room ASAP if anybody's interested. Because I'm inheriting one that means a lot more to me. Other than that, not a lot else to say to you. Thank you so much for spending the last... Wow, just shy of 50 minutes with me. We'll be over 50 minutes by the time I'm done saying all the stuff that I say at the end of the show, but thank you so much for spending this time with me. Really appreciate it. We'll be back uh, next week, I think, uh, with stuff. Might be a Fab 15. Depends on when we get that recorded. Uh, If not, it'll be me just saying things, much like I said in this episode, on subjects TBD. Uh, by the way, on the Fab 15 episodes, I'm thinking about maybe giving you two weeks on those before doing another new episode, just because they tend to be a little bit longer and more to digest, and I don't know, let me know your thoughts on that if you, uh, have any, but I might, uh, do two weeks, kind of a pause after Fab 15 episodes just to let you absorb them a little bit for a little longer. Otherwise, uh, thanks so much, uh, let's say the stuff that we always say. Please remember... You know what? I feel the need to sort of truncate what I say about the COVID virus, because COVID-19 is still very much a concern. I'm still very worried about it. A lot of people are still very worried about it. People are still getting it. People are still getting very sick. People are still dying. But uh, let's face it, we're pretending like it never happened. So it feels a little bit strange to keep belaboring it when nobody's even wearing masks anymore, even though they're getting COVID. Uh... So I guess maybe I need to find a way to truncate that. Maybe just say something like, uh, uh, please stay healthy. You know, please do what you can to stay healthy. Something like that. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find the rhythm to that. But look, COVID-19 is still out there. So is a bunch of other diseases. Please try to stay healthy. Uh, apart from that, please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and that I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And checkmates, be good to each other, be good to yourselves, forgive each other, and forgive yourselves. And while you're doing all that, check us out next time.
I just want to say Frasier one more time. 